0: Trent Cotney and John Kinney are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar. Welcome to another episode of Law & Mortar. This is Trent Cotney with Adams & Reese. As always, I got John Kinney, CEO of Cotton Consulting. John, how are you doing?
1: Doing great. It's a great way to wind up the week. I'm sure everybody out there is like uh, we are getting ready for a long weekend coming up. Uh, happy to be here as always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been a busy week. Um, interesting. A lot of different things going on. You know, obviously the thing that's been dominating the news lately is the, uh, the horrible shooting that occurred in Texas. And I think out of that, what we're starting to see is, you know, um, government regulation, uh, maybe a renewed interest in workplace violence. Uh, and recently, just a few days ago, actually just yesterday, uh, Cal OSHA, uh, came out and said that it was going to revisit some of the standards that it had on workplace uh, violence. So what you can see now, John, I think is they're going to put more and more um, of the burden, the onus on the employer to make sure that it is a safe workplace, even from things like active shooters. So interesting, you know, I, and again, that's just Cal you know, we'll, we'll see if it, if it ends up in, the federal standards or another state standards, but uh, definitely sort of a sign of the times. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, what we saw in Texas.
1: Yes, definitely. It's a uh, sad events. Um, and I think sometimes as a society, other than looking at the sad event and the feelings that we all have, you know, never want to see anything like that happen. There are repercussions that are going to trickle upstream and and that's a good example of one right there. And, um, you know, we, we need to try to do something ahead of time rather than always put the onus back on the employer to clean this stuff up.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that um, we, we actually, you know, uh, did this at our old company, we had, you know, a crisis management plan an active, you know, shooter policy. You know, we went through a lot of these different types of things and the goal is, is that you want to sort of gameplay any, any crisis level issue so that you've got, Um, the SOP in place in the event that, you know, God forbid something does happen. So one of the things I would encourage anybody that's listening to this is take the time now to get those things in place, regardless of whether, you know, OSHA or the state equivalent decides to, you know, promulgate a rule on it. It will definitely come in handy, you know, if something like that were to happen. Absolutely. Um, John, you you and I were talking right before we started here, but you, you read some really interesting stats here recently, and I want to spend some time talking about it. Obviously, you know, the calls that I get doesn't matter what contractor trade it is, it's always skilled labor or the materials problem. That's it, right? I mean, that's what's dominating everything in the construction industry right now. But why don't you talk a little bit about some of the stats you saw? And I think that'll kind of expand our conversation.
1: Sure. Yeah, you know, as anybody knows, you've been following and uh, you know me, you know, I really like to deep dive into data and data usually tells a really good story of where we've been and where we're heading. Um, This one happened to be a global uh, construction uh, industry study, you know, includes North America, but it also tied in Asia, Europe, the whole thing. It was interesting how all of the study areas, the numbers were very similar. So it wasn't like one, uh, you know, one continent or, or one uh, area had a higher than a lower. This was pretty much average across the board and they came up with these numbers. Um, so a couple things, that, of course, the number one uh, issue is supply chain and material shortages. And there is very little uh, optimism that this is going to straighten out, now even well into 2023, which I, I can't say I disagree with at all. I think that is probably a pretty good uh, viewpoint the way the survey went. I mean, the way between inflation worldwide, gasoline, oil wars, everything that's going on, you know, pandemic still going on in areas. And even today, interesting enough, even though the pandemic, we go endemic over whatever the words are, the airlines now are, are using the fact that they have to cut back on flights because of the pandemic with people getting sick from COVID. So it seems to be whether it's a buzzword or whatever it is, it's going to be here. So that was interesting. So that's like uh, almost 80, 90% of the survey ranked that as number one. Um, I, I'm sure you, you agree with that trend. I'm sure you've seen that among your clients all over the place as well. It doesn't seem to be easing anywhere. Do you, do you see anything different on that?
0: no i mean that's it's going to be here for the next year i mean at least and if we have more you know cataclysmic type events or storms or things like that that's going to put even more pressure on it um general inflationary pressures are just killing everybody i was on the phone uh with a a contractor right before we got on here and you know their prices had almost doubled from a year ago and it's very hard to navigate that kind of rapid change. And I think it's affecting everybody, no matter whether it's in the U S Canada or overseas, you know, you you see it everywhere, but you know, what's, what's interesting to me is that um, early on during COVID, there seemed to be more skilled labor available. I think that trend has now reversed and it seems like despite the unavailability material, the lack of skilled labor is still, as big or bigger of a problem as as it's always been. Is that what you're seeing?
1: Yeah, so the the other two things, and I'll hit them and we'll jump back on. The other two things that stuck out in the survey, and and I'll do the skilled labor part first, and then I'll jump to the other one, which I thought was interesting. But on the skilled labor, uh, so yes, it is a continuing trend that is probably getting worse and doesn't get any better. And and I don't know what the answer is, um, but what everything that's been tried, it just continues to be a big issue. so now what they did is they kicked it back to another study besides just saying, hey, we got a labor issue, we've got skilled labor problems. They also went to the, uh, to the uh, insurance agency, you know the insurance companies around the different areas, you know the global ones um, that, that insure large construction firms all over the world. And when they surveyed them, they're now attributing construction defects, lawsuits, losses, and all that to the fact that having not having this skilled labor, and untrained labor besides being a shortage to get the projects done it is up to 20 almost 33 percent of all their claims on the job on construction buildings now tie back to poor workmanship um, because of skilled labor so that was kind of an interesting tie back i mean i think logically we, we know that would make sense skilled labor leads a poor workmanship but we also you putting our logical hat on know that if the insurance companies are noticing it in its trends, it's probably going to lead to the ultimate, we're gonna be raising rates all over the place to cover these losses. So that'll be interesting. But we could also possibly see maybe somebody jumping in besides just the trades trying to recruit people, maybe other people in the industry now will start putting some money into training programs. Who knows where it'll go. Um, The other one that was interesting is natural disasters. Um, one is they contributed a good portion of that to some of the supply chains, which makes sense. But the other one is, not, is getting caught on construction sites during these natural disasters, fire, um, hurricanes, storms, wind events, thunderstorm damages. They're coming at a lot a greater frequency, as, as we see from looking on the, on the weather and the news at night. That's starting to put a strain on the payouts of claims as well. So, uh, I mean, uh, looking at this from the business side, I kick it back over. I'm sure you've got some nice uh, legal kickback to put on this, but you know what that's going to mean. Changes in policy language, changes in contractual obligations. I'm sure all that's coming. So, this was an interesting trend that I thought was, was good to find in this survey.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, John. Just this week, you know, Florida had a special session that was, that really targeted roofing contractors. That was the the primary target and obviously the insurance lobby was, was putting it forward but there were a lot of key things that really came out of that they were attacking the 25 percent rule um, you know and and for those of you that don't know if you're not from Florida if more than 25 percent of the roof needs to be repaired then a roof replacement uh, is something that, that you can advocate for um, so they cut against that they cut against the ability of um, plaintiffs lawyers to Uh, obtain attorney's fees in these first party type actions where they're, you know, trying to pursue assignment of benefits or things of that nature. So obviously, insurance is playing a big role in the restoration and roofing industry. So it um, is constantly molding and requiring those contractors to change their operations. And I think we'll continue to see that as prices go up. I mean, I don't know about you, John, but I just got my renewal For my homeowner's insurance, and uh, I think I'm going to have to get another job because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pay for it. You know, it's 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 crazy how much it's uh it's gone up. So um, yeah, I I definitely think that's going to be an issue. You know, as we kind of move forward. So John, what I want to do now is um, let's talk a little bit about stuff that's on the horizon, real quick, before we get to your favorite part. Uh, All right. I know next week I'm going to be heading up to Nashville, so. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're in the Nashville area, hit me up. I'm going to be happy to meet with you. Um, I'm going to be speaking at the TARC Summer Conference, Tennessee Association of Roofing Contractors in Pigeon Forge, so looking forward to that. John, what do you got coming up on the horizon?
1: Well, we got uh, I've got some webinars coming up. My traveling, which is this one, first one's not a whole lot of travel. Is going to be uh, well, you'll be over there too. We've Got FRSA kicking off in July, um, and, and then pretty much from there on, I know we're both uh, at different places and at the same places uh as they say the season is open we'll be all over the uh, country from coast to coast uh throughout the rest of this year it looks like
0: yep absolutely it's gonna be busy it's summer so um all right question time so john i've got a good one here and this actually i picked this one because i knew we were gonna be talking a little bit about skilled labor today Mm -hmm. so just so you know we're a little bit behind we've got 61 questions we still need to answer so well maybe we'll double up uh next week but. so this question is from Evan, and Evan's question is, uh, I can't find anybody to do work. What are the best places to look for labor for my jobs? So, John, I know from, you know, you do a lot of business consulting, a lot of operations consulting. Obviously, you've got 45 years plus experience in the business. You know, where do you go to look for labor? I mean, where where, where do you go?
1: Well, you know, that, that's a great question, um, I mean, of course, you're going to you got to exhaust the normal sources that you go to, you know, labor. There are labor uh, uh, subsupplying companies and that out there. you got to exhaust them. They're getting exhausted, but they're moving. Uh, you know, and I've, I've had some talk with a few of my clients and kind of uh, doing, thinking about this on a more larger picture um, based in the stats and what we all know. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. So really, I'm seeing some success with contractors on a local on local levels going directly to the vocational schools going directly to the high schools and grabbing them as they're coming out of school and actually training them. So you're not going to get the skilled out of that. You will have to put some time in training. But but I got to be straight up with the whole industry out there. I don't think you're going to find off the shelf skilled labor anymore. Um, it's just not going to happen. They can't keep up with it. Even if there's, there's training schools out there, which I know of, but what are you going to put out five or 10 out of a class when we need 150? So I really think you look at that, put something in place, um, and train your own people and work on your culture and your company, and they'll stay with you. That's, that's really the best advice I can give. Cause this is, there's no, there is no short answer anymore.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and I guess I would add a few things. You know, one is is I think retention is almost more important than recruiting at this point. You you've got to do whatever you can to keep people that you've got happy, paid well, well trained. Um, I would say if you're you know looking to do that, look into you know a lot, a lot of the different ways that you can promote um, people within. You know, look at the possibility of giving your superintendents and foremen foremen and project managers, OSHA 10s, OSHA 30s, you know, NRCA's got pro certification and NCCER for apprenticeship type work. Um, there are other ways that you can go and potentially find, you know, other workers. You can look at, I know, labor central's out there. That's a great resource. Yeah. Employee leasing, uh, a lot of different ways, but the reality is, is you got to hustle, right? It's, it's the contractors that are out there that are treating employees right, that are able to retain them, that are doing whatever they can to to get good crews and keep them, um, that are winning the game right now. So uh, no easy answer. Don't see it disappearing until technology replaces it, you know. But uh, right now, I think that's where we are. So Yeah, the only thing
1: I'll add on to that, Trent, because you brought up a good point of the retention, uh, another study I just saw is it's not money. Okay, a lot of times we're focused on the fact you got to pay more than the next company. It's really now the, the workforce that's coming in, that's in, they want flexibility. So you're going to, and it's hard. I know in roofing and all construction, it's hard that flexibility, but you're going to have to have someone in your company manage these schedules so when they need time off for family, they need to go to their child's graduate, whatever it is, whatever happens you got to be flexible I know that's hard and that's coming from an old baby boomer who came up the way you weren't allowed to take off for anything but I'm telling you that we're in a new world and you've got to be flexible and and work to these items
0: yeah and John I know I'm like you you know we we grew up working and you know yeah uh, I went to work both ways in the snow and it's in Florida so I'm not even sure how that happened so um you know but yeah it's a, it's a we, we live in a different time now i think flexibility understanding what's truly important to workers is going to be a great way to retain them and keep them happy john as always i want to thank you you know we're going to wrap up this episode of Law and Mortar, but stay tuned next week for another episode uh if you want to reach me you can always get me i'm trent Cotney at trent.cotney at arlaw.com or go to adamsandreese.com john how can they get you it's real easy. It's Jay
1: Kenny at CotneyConsulting.com or go to the web at CotneyConsulting.com and
0: I'll be there. Great. Well, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Take care.